You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Hat Property. And today we have a special guest here with us, Duane Clark, who is the founder and managing partner of the Passive Investors Club, which is a community of investors who are looking to build wealth, collect passive income and commercial investment properties. But he has a specific niche of the net lease space. So uh, Duane will explain what net lease actually is, and he focuses on it uh, via the syndication style. So by syndication, we mean pooling a group of resources together. Typically, it's financial resources to acquire bigger properties. Uh, he's also got his own podcast too. So I, I highly recommend um, you check it out. Um, and he could talk about that towards the end of the show. So uh, Dwayne, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, Anthony. I really appreciate it and look forward to uh, having this discussion. Sure. So we deal with a lot of multifamily syndications at, at my company and my firm and what I'm used to. So can you talk to us about net lease syndications a little bit? How is it different? What is it exactly? Can we, let's get into it. Absolutely. Yeah. So you being in a multifamily space, probably, you know, all of your listeners, that's just kind of like a, you know, like a common thing where people just naturally progress into when they talk, think about real estate as they get out of the single tenant side. For me, getting into single tenant net lease, because um, I started out like many, you know, kind of starting small with fix and flip properties, small rental properties. And eventually I met a invest- investor that was also my client that owned uh, a Walgreens pharmacy property. And at that time, I had no idea that, you know, Walgreens, I thought Walgreens owned everything. You know, they used to see them in every single corner and every single neighborhood. But he was actually the landlord of, of this property. So I asked him, like, you know, how did you do it? You know, he said, it's no different than me owning this apartment building down the street, which I do own. He said this with the these companies, usually they're larger. They're not in the business of, of being in real estate. They're in the business of operating their business. And for this particular instance, Walgreens, pharmaceuticals, getting care and all that stuff that we need that we do in the, um, each and every day. So from that point on, I started to learn everything about that because I was really intrigued by the lifestyle that he lived. And of course, along with a very balanced portfolio of different uh, investment asset classes, he was just able to just kind of this live this kind of, you know, they call this lifestyle, passive lifestyle type of living. And I was really intrigued by it because coming from when I started out fixing and flipping, I was in, you know, a lot of rehab projects with contractors to one, two o'clock in the morning. And I was really getting burned out, even though I was a single guy, had a lot of energy and, you know, still in the social scene. So it didn't mind too much. But, you know, later down the line, I wanted to kind of start something new, start a family and eventually form investments around my lifestyle. So kind of mirroring about his success and you know how he you know taught me, I you know went out to kind of learn everything about that. I was also a, a broker at the time. So I had the ability to, you know, find these types of investments. And so I utilized. Uh, focusing all of my attention on this particular niche to find investors that are like-minded like him to buy these things. And then my goal was to just build up as much cash as possible from these transactions for my commissions to eventually doing what he was doing by buying um, these Walgreens pharmacies. And finally, I mirrored the, the two with the syndication model 
and investments into net lease and kind of merge the two so I can have a way to get into it without having the, you know, the raise millions of dollars of my own cash. But um, for people who are not familiar with this particular niche, single tenant net lease, it's a freestanding commercial office industrial building that occupies the whole space. So, you know, the, the example of a Walgreens, they're the only tenant. So you don't have, you know, uh, you know another multiple different tenants that's occupying this space. So it's one tenant and now you call absolute triple net lease, which is the kind of the contract agreement with the tenant is the tenant is responsible for all of the bills associated with the property. And that's a really great thing because I know with you on the multifamily side, you have a property manager, your asset manager, you have, you know, contracting, you have all these different elements to operate the, the real estate. But with this particular asset class, the tenant takes care of everything, which includes taxes, insurance, maintenance, cam charges, maintenance, uh, you name it. And you can really just be a hands off investor and just collect the checks. And it's great coupled it with a great brand name investment, great tenant like a Walgreens caliber, which is like a triple B S&P credit um, great tenant. You have a pretty good uh, assurance that they're actually going to pay pay you every single month on time. So um, all of that, those elements was very attractive to me. And then we just find other like-minded individuals who want this type of investment and we bring them together and we, we buy and invest together in different syndication models. So that's kind of like my start and kind of a general overview about, you know, net lease and, and what it is. Excellent. No, that's a great overview of it. Can you talk about the risk profiles a little bit? You know, you mentioned Walgreens and the credit rating that Walgreens has and probably still made you know, will maintain or if not, you know, increase over time and how it's relative to the risk of multifamily. Like you mentioned, multifamily is more management intensive and pretty much every single way. When you're looking at the risk adjusted returns, Mm -hmm. what would you say the Delta is? It doesn't, you know, on a cash on cash basis, IRR basis, multiple basis. When you're looking at these projects, um, the net lease versus the multifamily, let's say value and multifamily, over a five-year, even seven-year investment horizon. What's what's like maybe the different, what's more the archetype investor for multifamily versus the net lease? Yeah, so it, it's, they kind of have different types of flavors. So I, the type of people who would invest in a net lease is more capital preservation play, long-term cash flow, not a, a more of aggressive growth compared to like a value add, multifamily where you can force appreciation with, you know, uh, like a a long-term lease, net lease. It's, you know, 10, usually sometimes 25 years or more in the lease and it's set. You, you can't, you can't play around with the lease compared to uh, an apartment where you can watch the market and be able to increase, you know, market, you know, based off the conditions and really have more control there. You also with the multifamily side have a lot of benefits of having the economies of scale. And if you have you know one or two tenants leave, you can replace them, fix up the unit. And if it's undervalued, you can increase the rent compared to you have one tenant. And if they go belly up and and sometimes that happens, you know, especially now that's been a big concern during COVID, where some of the um, you know, the the casual dining um, sector was extremely hit because they just had no actual dining area that they can bring people in or they had, you know, 50 percent or more um, capacity levels that that really restricted them. So it really comes down to if you, um, you know, choosing a specific sub niche of net lease to kind of be on the safer side. But overall, you know, we've really seen a, a big test 
in all of the sectors um, to see, you know, which one kind of, you know, fared out better. Um, but yeah, and then other than you had mentioned kind of the return matrix, you know, like a lot of the leases that we we favor will have built in rental increases over time. So for example, like uh, McDonald's or, or Chick-fil-A, they usually have a 10% rental increase every five years. So kind of a nice hedge against inflation. And then overall, you can kind of build growth. Um, you know, so that's, that's a good thing, you know, compared to apartments where you can, you know, change that, you know, annually or whenever the tenant leaves. So, it's, you know, so it depends on the type of um, investment that you look for. Us and our business model, we love net lease, we love apartments, we love self storage, we're, we're like a diverse, um, we love diversity. So, you know, net lease is a part of our portfolio. It's not kind of like an exclusive thing. But then I deal with a lot of um, older investors that just said, you know, I just want a 20 year lease. It's going to pay me $180,000 in rent. And they're 100% happy with that. And then once they're done with that, their asset, if maybe they retire or they they pass on, they usually pass these properties on to their heirs who are not, you know, skilled or have the, 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 the capacity to learn about real estate. And they can just easily just absorb this, this asset class and just get the benefits without having to learn the, the stuff about multifamily and networking with brokers and, and all this stuff and learning about the different markets. So it has many different benefits. So it really comes down to your comfort level, your goals as an investor. And then from there, you can kind of go backwards to see, you know, how it would fit in your particular portfolio. Great. I think it's interesting that because the, this indication, at least from the multifamily side, the investors are usually relying, the limited partners are usually relying on the general partners, which are directing the deal. In the case of net lease, the general partner is, they're still doing a lot of work, putting the deal together, getting the debt mm -hmm. together, you know, finding the deal, you know, it's still a lot of work, but it's at least moving forward. It's not as much work as the, the multifamily for, exactly, for sure. Exactly. Um, so I guess the question would be, uh, is I kind of answered my own question, but why wouldn't someone just go find, a, you know, Walgreens instead of, um, partnering with the group? I guess the answer is probably twofold. Number one, they might not know where to find mm -hmm. it or even want to take the risk themselves, right? And, you know, number two, still want to have a good manager to oversee. Mm -hmm. Is there anything exactly. else you can add to that? Yeah. And plus, uh, you know, there's a big, um, you know, I mean, there's a little difference in the return um, profile as well. I mean, with uh, apartments, you, you're looking at a little bit more, you know, in place, you know, return compared to who were the net lease. I mean, right now, um, the net lease industry overall has been extremely strong. Um, cap rates haven't fluctuated. Um, the only benefit is that we have lower interest rates um, on the debt side. Um, but, you know, for we sold like a 7-Eleven gas station in Houston um, last month, and it was a four cap. You know, that, that's, for a lot of people, that's not really attractive to them um, compared to you getting, you know, 8% on your know, apartment building and, you know, in, in Columbus, Ohio, or something of that sort. So it comes down to kind of, you know, what you want. I sometimes get a lot of investors call me and say, I, I love a 50, a 20 year, you know, CVS pharmacy with all of this stuff. And I said, well, what is, what type of um, cash flow you're looking for? And then I say, well, I want this. I said, if we do the math, then that comes out to like a 10 cap. I said, there's nothing in the, the net lease industry would match. You're best off investing in a syndication or a different asset class you know, with the sponsor that can, you know, kind of get you those, those returns for you. So it really comes down to like the investors expectations and then kind of lining their interests up to a different asset class that fits best in their comfort level. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. You mentioned 7-Eleven. Are there any other, you know, we call it essential retailers? Is that really what you're oh, yeah, yeah. investing in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have the central retailers. And one thing I'm really big on that I talked about is, you know, a tenant that wouldn't be affected by, you know, e-commerce. So, you know, Amazon comes in and kind of wipes out a lot of, you know, different industries, you know, like the clothing and in um, and maybe like bedding and all the different types of stuff and electronics. Um, so we like the stuff that is essential, that people shop, eat and, you know, and, you know, do stuff at each and every day, you know, like a star, like a Starbucks, Dunkin Donuts, fast food. Um, you know, like a O'Reilly's auto parts or stuff like that, where, you know, it's something that it's always within need, you know, and then if you, you couple that with a good, strong tenant, um, you know, regional or investment grade level, then that also kind of gives a little bit more, you know, safety and security. Um, and also, you know, like you do as well on the multifamily side is real estate location, you know, it all matters. We look at, we look at all of the, the, the demographic um, matrix, um, household income, you know, how many people are within one, three and five miles of the site? Is there is visibility? How much traffic counts come before? Is, is it a hard corner location? So we look at from like an intrinsical value, but also we look at it from a you know, larger play as well with the credit, because then you have corporate level, then you have franchise level, then you have like regional and then you have mom and pop you know, level. And those can vary into the you know, types of returns that the um, the, that the property can, you know, spin off for you. So, so we look at it on a lot of different basis and um, probably as much work as, as someone will buy a multifamily, even though we're dealing with one tenant, but we want to make sure that, you know, all of the makes it metrics look right for a long-term um, success because we're dealing with one tenant. So you have to kind of look a little bit more with the, with the lens. Excellent. And people can find out more on NetLease Investing. Your podcast is Wealthy Real Estate Investing. And then do you have two podcasts? Oh, well, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One is called Wealth Through Real Estate Investing. And so I have the pleasure of talking to uh, guys like yourself and other different people in many different niches. So I like just kind of giving uh, kind of a lot of flavor so people can kind of learn about stuff. Um, but we also talk about, I, you know, my clients because I have my, my secondary business that deals on the investment brokerage, um, kind of educating people on the net lease investing and, you know, just keeping up on that sector. If that's something they also want to sprinkle some of their investment dollars into as well. So we just kind of, you know, just get as much information out there just so people are, you know, up to, up to speed and, and just like you're doing as well. Excellent. So I encourage everyone to check that out. And how can people find you best? Doing Absolutely. So yeah, we have, um, you know, if you're interested in learning more about like net lease investing you want to like you know look at what's out there in the market just have this overall discussion like hey this is what i was thinking we can kind of you know strategize together as a buy nnnproperties.com and then also people who um, wants to that may not have the the types of dollars to get into a property on their own that want to join into a syndication we you know look at a lot of um we work with a lot of um net lease sponsors then you can you know talk to us at uh, passiveinvestorsclub.com Great. So we'll have a link to the Passive Investors Club website as well as Dwayne's two podcasts. So definitely I uh, would encourage you to check it out. Uh, and also, if you liked what you heard and or saw today on the show, please give us a rating and review on iTunes so Dwayne and my message can get out to a greater audience. And definitely encourage you to reach out to Dwayne. And Dwayne, hope to have you on my show again in the next uh, year. See where you're at. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun. Yeah, the love, love connected with other investors. And uh, like I said, love you know, getting this message out to the people. So I appreciate that. Excellent. Thank you.